Hello and welcome everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Learning Squash. I'm Alexis Beckett here with... Brandon Thomas. Miles West. Charles McManaman. And Max Green. So throughout this process, we have learned so much about the sport from individuals who love it. We are excited to get to share all of the information we've learned so far about the sport of squash and the overall experience. Now to start off, I'm gonna hand things off to Max who led the discussion with Rob Whitehouse, who is the athletic director and head pro at the Racquet Club of Philadelphia. That's right, I sat down with the one and only Mr. Rob Whitehouse to really get his perspective on the game of squash, as well as where he thinks it is going and his overall views in the future. He even gave me a couple pointers to how maybe I can even get involved in the squash game. Well, I guess you're just gonna have to take a listen. Someone came up to you and just randomly asked you how to explain squash, how would you describe it to someone just to kind of start off? How would I start it off if no one even heard of it? Well, I would mention that it's a lot like racquetball, a lot tougher, um, but the dimensions, you're in a square box, uh, you're in a wooded floor where the ball, you know, the dimensions of the court, I get that out. You're in a court that's 21 foot wide by 32 length, and you basically can use all the walls as long as you get the ball to the front wall, and it's an amazing workout. So, you know, that's why most people play the game. The workout is up there, it's, right now, it's, they sort of say it's number two fitness-wise, and they have soccer as number one. So squash is up there. You got to be fit to play it, or or it gets you fit, Max. <laughs> And that's great to hear as someone who's always looking to get the next great fit. And just to be up there with something like soccer is also really impressive to me and really cool to hear. And um, just another question here. Um, what, I'm just kind of curious. Do you know there are there any rules you think like people would be thrown off for at first that you just kind of want to throw out there that maybe would like help people get no, into the game? It's really simple, but there is a there is a tin that's 19 inches on the front wall from the floor up. So it's 19 inches from the floor that you have to hit the ball above there at all times. There's also a middle line, you know, the uh, front wall is 20 feet high, so there's a middle line, and that's called the service line. So once you walk out and see it, but that's how simple the game is. As long as you're hitting it, the first ball, which is your serve, above the cut line, and then you get every ball above the 19 inches, which is the 10, ball is good to go. Now, saying that, the game is extremely quick, and you know if you're out of position at all by a step and a half, the court seems like it's a mile long when it's only—I um, just gave you the dimensions. Very—it's not that big, but it can seem very big out there, especially if you're not the most fit person. And that's how the game's played. They—you move your opponent around like a chess piece. And then once you feel like there's an opening, then you try and hit it in the open court. Yeah, and for definitely who I'm, I'm somebody who actually just picked up racquetball within the next year, within the last year. So I feel like squash would be the next step. So definitely, I can get where the interest and where like I immediately like never thought I'd get hooked in something like that. And right when I started playing like that, it was just I wanted, I had to keep going. That's what's great about the game. It's simple. You know, picking up as a beginner, Max, you, you do it with no problem. It's getting good at it. That takes a bit of work because you have, you have to have some decent technique to control a squash ball. So in the beginning, even if you're new, hey, you're having rallies, you're still getting what you probably came for, which is a workout. And then 
from there you got to improve your skills which by that time the game hooks you though you know what I mean you're already in you're like alright and that's where you come and see me or I have three other assistants where you're like hey guys I got to figure this out man what can you guys help me with yeah you know what I mean yeah, of course. And you know, speaking of getting more people in, um, I just gotta know how has squash, how has the game of squash really grown, and is it really more from a word of mouth, or you think like there's really some like hidden promotion or ads that are really being put out there about the game? It's so true, man. I mean, I've been doing this. I've this is my thirty second year here at the Rocky Club, so it's amazing. Once you and you get people that I'm talking that are in their mid thirties that are saying, I've never seen this game. It's not out there. It's you know, it's getting better now that squash is growing, and you have like public schools and facilities, not so much like the racket club that are now allowing squash to have access to almost anybody now, which is great. But you still get that person that's like, I don't even, never even heard of this, and they give it a whirl, and then they're hook, line, and sinker. You know what I mean? No book, you know two to three courts a week just to stay up with it. They know, wow, if I fall off the ladder, that's the other thing. If you stop playing for three weeks, Max, you lose all court sense, your fitness goes down, and then that's what keeps people coming back on a regular basis. Yeah. And you talk about the access. Do you really have an idea where you think the game of squash is heading in these next few years? Like or any, uh... Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I mean, access to courts and clubs that had it, can I put it without being snobby, were definitely, uh, you know, so I started here in, like, when I first started, it was like 1983. You had to be well off to even join a club that had squash. Nowadays, though, it's different. You know what I mean? Really different. You know, um, when you have schools like Lower Marion and Kinwood, all doing squash programs and there's more facilities around that give the general public access can it be more it has to be that's what has to happen and that's where u.s squash as it keeps growing will we see that it's just a rec center soon i hope so and once that happens then the game would be even bigger you know what i mean um but it just has to still get more access max and you know, they're not the cheapest courts to put up, but they're not the most expensive either. Um, so it is happening, and it's happening more out west, and, you know, it's coming, which is great. You know what I mean? It used to only be an East Coast thing. Now you go out to California, and 15 years ago, you would mention squash, and no one would even know what the hell you were talking about. And now it, there's more and more courts and facilities around that are giving people access access which is great yeah for sure and that definitely has to go into it and you know i'm gonna jump ahead a little bit and how is squash really do you believe squash is becoming more accessible to more diverse audiences and really how do you believe it's doing it do you believe that outreach is really happening to all different diverse communities absolutely i mean there's programs just in philadelphia well one the u.s squash center just built their their squash center here in philadelphia up at drexel's campus called the Spectre Center and it just was built a year and a half ago they have 22 singles courts two doubles an amazing workout and they are reaching out if you're underprivileged at all they you have access to that place and they're going to all the public schools I know within a 10 mile radius of that place and getting 
kids in there. So that's a that's huge. And you know, they, we need more of those. You know what I mean? But um, that is happening here in Philly is great. And does it? See, I love to talk in ten years from now because I, I think it's going to happen. You get more people access to it, and better players, better athletes stepping on the court, and who knows where the game goes. You know, kind of just leaning into that, what do you think the target audience for squash is? Do you think it leans more younger, as you said, with all these uh, public schools getting in, or more for different communities to really give them their sport? Do you really see there's a target audience, or do you think squash is really for anyone and everyone? Anyone, Max. That's what's so great about the game. You know what I mean? You watch these concussions, even from lacrosse, soccer, and football. It's just a healthy sport all around, and it's a life sport. That's the best thing about it. You know what I mean? So even if you start as a young guy like I did and you get pretty good at it, uh, hey, great. And if, you, if you're the 35-year-old person that's just stepped foot on there, you can still have a blast with it. And, and I don't move nearly as well as I did 20, uh, 32 years ago, but I, I enjoy it just as much. You know what I mean? And I get the same burn. I get the same workout. And, yeah, I... The life sport thing is the best thing that I, I'm so happy that I was lucky to pick it up. And I was very fortunate to even get introduced to squash. So I went to a school called Roman Catholic right here in Center City. The old pro would clip a kid out as a freshman. And I was one of those freshmen, Max. I lived a couple blocks from this guy named Jimmy Dunn, who was the pro. And he sort of said, hey, do you want a job? And I said, uh, absolutely. And then uh, the job was stringing and learning these games called squash, court tennis, and rackets. And that's how it happened for me. Um, anyway. Yeah. And just one more question here before um, I uh, let you head out. Um, you know, with trying to grow this game, getting it to different audiences, getting it to everyone and everyone, what do you think are some of the best methods to grow the game of squash and really expand the audience to get it to that level that... I know I'm looking for now that you're putting me on, but that you've been looking for for what seems like a long time. We're not an Olympic sport, and that's a frustrating thing for the game, which is, you know, when you look at it, all the countries that play it, um, I know it's, you know, political, uh, how you get get your game in there, especially when you see a game like curling in and not squash. And it's not cheap, right? For them to host an Olympics, they would have to have an amazing facility to even think about hosting it. Um, but I think it's growing. I mean, games like, I don't know if you heard of a game called Padel. Ah. It's sort of a knockoff between paddle and ten lawn tennis. It started about seven years ago, and the game is growing so quick, it's unbelievable. And squash, why is squash slower at it? You know, we can sit and debate it for hours, but I mean, to put up a Padel court costs 40 grand if you have a warehouse. You can have a, a Padel court, and it's very easy to play. Yeah, you know, the TV thing would be big. You know what I mean? We have a thing called Squash TV. You know, you see ESPN um, 2 and 3 or whatever, and they televise uh, Cornhole. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, throw Squash up there. You know what I mean? Great. Um, and I think if Max, if, you know, you saw it and you checked this game out, you'd be like, wow, that game looks fun. What is that? You know what I mean? And, um, Obviously, you know, you then, you play it and then you tell 10 of your friends because you had to blast with it. And that's what would happen, Max, if you played it. You'd be like, oh my God, that was a blast. And it was a lot easier than I thought. Um, and 
but we just don't have enough of that. So if that happened, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you again for uh, doing this. You were a great interview. I'm sorry if I took up a little too much of your time there, but thank you so hey, much. Max, do me a favor. If you're ever near the clubs, pop in. I'll show you the facilities, and maybe we'll get you on the court. You know what? I was even going to say that I'm glad you put that offer out there. I might just have to take you up on it one time. You got it, buddy. All right, sounds good. You have a nice day. Thank you again for doing this. All right, bye now. So what a great interview by Rob Whitehouse. Now, I just want to point out if there's anybody to, you know, give this, give us this type of information and anybody who knows squash, it's Rob. You look at his bio, I'm looking at it now. Um, like he mentioned, he joined in 1990s when he joined the racket club of Philadelphia. He was just 17 years old. Um, some of his accomplishments, they go way beyond the club. He was a finalist for the 2005 National Doubles Tournament and winning the 40-plus William White Double Squash Tournament. He was also a five-time Jimmy Dunn Double Squash winner, which is the club's preeminent tournament. Um, and he was also a 10-time tennis champion of that same tournament. Um, he's been recognized for uh, a multitude of squash awards so if there's anybody to give us this information and especially have it be right here in philadelphia it's definitely rob what do you guys think a few of my takeaways from this interview rob had said that squash requires the second best fitness level to soccer he mentioned how if you take a week off from the game your fitness level could decline additionally he also said that every inch matters in this game so uh, when you're going into the game you want to think about how you can dominate this 32 feet long, 21 feet wide, 15 feet high court in order to make your opponent miss and go for the win. And yeah, I just found it really interesting how he said the sport is growing. One point he made was that California, the West Coast, it's, there's a lot more people playing there. And lots of times we, as America, we rely on the people on the coast to get something trending and then the rest of the country follows suit. Additionally, he mentioned the uh, places like the Spectre Center popping up and how they were kind of recruiting kids everywhere within a 10 mile radius. So with more efforts like that, I'm sure you'll see a generational gap as far as involvement within squad. Uh, the takeaway that I had from this interview was how Rob Whitehouse really noted that the sport of squash was growing throughout the world and how other countries were starting to play it and also how some public schools in the city of Philadelphia were starting to incorporate it into you know their programs and extracurricular activities and I also found it interesting how he thought that squash should be an Olympic sport moving forward and that's definitely I think a possibility if the sport continues to grow and you know he also mentioned how he thinks it should be shown on TV maybe on ESPN2 or ESPN3 since you know they, they play some other low I guess level sports or, or not really known sports so I think that that could be something that could definitely grow the sport of squash moving forward. I'm not gonna lie guys I think I have the winning uh, fact here. The fact that I get to get a personal squash lesson from the one and only Rob Whitehouse, that's my main takeaway. I might even have to go hop on the train and go fairly soon because I got to get on my game. 
Yeah, Max, I have to say I might be a little jealous. I think I might have to make a call to Rob myself and maybe meet you guys there. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in on this episode of Learning Squash. See you next time.